0: Welcome to Adults to Disney.
1: I'm Lawrence. And I'm a Lindsay. <laughs> You're a Lindsay. <laughs>
0: and we are two Disney nerds talking about doing Disney parks without children.
1: Wow, that was the campus start to any podcast ever. It was. Why?
0: Well, today we're going to focus on the music of the Disney parks, um, and not just the famous songs, because you can't help but notice them as you as you walk through the parks, but more the brilliant bits of music that you might have only noticed subconsciously.
1: Yeah, and this is more your forte than mine, isn't it? Because, Lawrence, you are a professional composer.
0: That's true, yeah, I am. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Whereas
1: I'm uh, a tinnied... A clothied uh, fool. A clothied, clothied
0: <laughs> fool. No, you're 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 like the layperson. You're you're yeah, yeah. you're 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 the Joe public.
1: So we're going to run down the top five most effective uses of music in the parks that you might not have noticed.
0: Yes, and in at number five, I think. Uh, is the cue of the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror?
1: Ah, yes. Yeah, so there's all that um, evocative jazz.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 just a selection. It's very clever. It's just a selection of old. Uh sort of thirties and forties, I'd say, jazz sort of and big band tunes. Give
1: us a little give a for us, Lawrence. Well, yeah. it's a sort hum of uh, a typical... So it's quite jaunty, really, isn't it? It's quite it? jaunty. So what gives it that haunting, dreamlike, Kubrick style uh, feel?
0: Well, the only thing they've really done to it is drenched it in what we in the business call reverb, which is basically just echo. So it's very, very uh, echoey, like it's playing somewhere in the distant memory uh, of uh, of your imagination. So it's just the the original tracks but with a whole huge bunch of echo on it. And I think that just, it, it really makes it kind of...
1: It's a bit shining-like, isn't yeah, it? Yeah,
0: it is. It is like Stanley Kubrick, something that Stanley Kubrick would do. And it's it sort of, it is the perfect kind of aural representation of
1: aural is that aural. how you say that that's you how you say i it. thought you say oral no no I mean, no there's oral. always that i know oral o-r-a-l versus a-u-r-a-l but i thought the confusion was that you say it the same
0: no 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 it's pronounced aural really yeah. i've
1: never heard anyone say out au- that sounds like something to do with owls <laughs> oh i no, wonder if i've got a toilet roll here let's see if i can get that uh, reverb jazz yeah give something. it a go Well actually that does kind of sound
0: like you're playing out of an old Shellac record or something. Do you
1: wanna have a go? Go on. You're the You're the friggin' composer. it does that's sound pretty like good this. actually good... yeah that's just a toilet roll
0: that's my muted trumpet toilet roll very nice so okay so, I so uh, don't know why i'm not working at disney music
1: what just standing there with a the toilet roll yeah in the queue? yeah just <laughs> well, yeah
0: so i think i think as you come in that is sort of like the perfect musical counterpoint to what you're looking at which is a sort of derelict old hollywood hotel isn't it you've got cobwebs over everything It's as if after this uh, uh, disastrous thing with a, a lift shaft being struck by lightning in the 1940s, the hotel, no one's been into the hotel. And it's kind of like you've got the ghost of the music that was playing there in the first
1: place. It's like a ghostly band is still playing somewhere in the hotel. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. okay, let's uh, move on. So the next one you uh, you've you've compiled this list, haven't you? Because I, yeah. I think you're the uh, music expert here. So the next one is Phantom Manor.
0: So this is so Phantom Manor is Paris's uh, haunted mansion. Um, it's the only place where it's called Phantom Manor, and it's the darkest of all of the the mansions, I'd say, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Well, I don't know. Is it why? What What do you think constitutes darkness? Because I don't think it's particularly dark.
0: Well, uh, uh, in um, in in the original California attraction, the idea is that uh, there's a, a house that is full of ghosts, um, but they have they've all been invited there as a kind of um, big ghost party. Yeah, it's just a big ghost party, and you've got uh you've got a voiceover in your ride vehicle telling you that there are 999 ghosts here and it's quite campy uh, and there's a sort of it's got a strong sense of humor throughout. See I'm
1: going to be controversial here Mm -hmm. Uh, because I think actually it's not entirely clear that it's a big ghost party. I thought the whole thing uh, was around a wedding and so uh, they were wedding guests dead wedding guests. I didn't realize that they were just random ghosts from all around the world.
0: But the 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 wedding thing is strongest uh, in in Paris, isn't it?
1: Yeah. What is it different? I, ca- I can't actually remember the difference between the so, uh, Florida one and the Paris. So
0: one. in Florida, you're 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 in your ride vehicle, and this is the same in California as well. You get in, and there's a voiceover coming through the back of the uh, of the of the car that you're travelling in, and the, your your ghost host, as he's called leads you through the house telling you that there are 999 ghosts here and, uh, you know, watch your step and so on. And you, you are invited to join the party. Uh, but there's no sort of... Um, there's no story as such. Whereas in Paris, you kind of get the impression that there's a, there's a, there's a back story... And you're you're watching this. Is that this just because we
1: don't speak French though? Because obviously in Paris, uh, the whole thing is done in French, and if you don't speak French, you <laughs> don't know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: But the although but... it does
1: sound a lot more kind of romantic, doesn't it?
0: It uh, does. I quite like the fact that it's in French.
1: Yeah, I guess so. I, although I've never really, uh, I, I feel like there isn't a strong narrative journey because the thing is, you go through and uh, there's the whole bridal thing. Mm. Uh, and then there's the banquet, which looks like a bridal uh, banquet, doesn't it? Yeah. And then you go into the graveyard with the very jaunty old man ghosts. Mm. And what do they sing? Give us a. Uh, they sing
0: that. Grim Grinning Ghosts. Go on, Which is the, when the crypt doors creak and the tombstones quake, spooks come out for a swing in wake.
1: Yeah, and it's all very jolly, and it doesn't, and they're talking about a wake, and uh, it doesn't feel like it's anything to do with the wedding anymore. So I feel like that's almost uh, a departure from the narrative strand that started.
0: Mm, possibly, but that's kind of more in common with the uh, with the older rides, isn't it, that one?
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I feel like maybe if they kept a... Kept the narrative thread or made it stronger, maybe. Yeah, that kids might find it actually a bit too scary. Whereas you chop and change it, and maybe they find it you know, it's like light relief, isn't it? When you go into the graveyard and every uh, yeah. Suddenly it's all... yeah, it becomes
0: a lot sillier, and that perhaps is what you need at that point. Yeah,
1: because actually, uh, skeletons are depi- uh, there's a lot of skeletons about at that point, aren't yeah. there And maybe that's a bit scary for kids. Your skeletons rising out of crypts and everything, yeah. So you need that jolly music in order to uh, counterbalance,
0: yeah. Them. But what I was thinking of was before you get into that, uh, in you know, if, for instance, in the queue in Florida. I don't can't speak for California, but in the queue in Florida, you go in and there's um, there's little graves that you can interact with, isn't there? You can push little buttons and uh, it'll and you'll hear the sound of the guy who drowned going, you know, gargling and so on. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's, it's but all gargling is funny.
0: Yeah, that's what I mean. It, it is. There's a light tone taken, yeah. whereas in Paris. Uh, you don't get that. It's all a lot more sort of gothic and Tim Burton and picturesque like that. And that's also reflected in the music because in the music, you you have... The music in Paris, you get a much sort of richer, more film-like um, treatment of the right. original Grim Grinning Ghosts I, thing. I think
1: I've conflated the two places in my head. I think you on. must have done, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's yeah that's a problem if you start going to too many disney parks they do merge into each other <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah
0: no but the haunted mansion it, it takes a much lighter tone definitely than than phantom manor and and i would very much urge everyone to go onto youtube and find the music from phantom manor in paris specifically and listen to it because it's it's a recognizable theme you can hear the grim grinning ghost song but it's all done in this kind of huge vincent price gothic sort of way I yeah, really like it's it. Still
1: not scary though.
0: It's not scary, but it's it's uh, it's darker. It's thematically darker. It's got Tara, a different Tara's tone. Much scarier. Yeah, I'd say so. Probably. Yeah. What in terms of the ride or just the whole? experience? Well, just the
1: whole at- atmos.
0: Yeah, yeah. Perhaps yeah. so.
1: Anyway, let's move on hmm. to something that is uh, has its own scary bits. Uh, I'd say Pir- Pirates of the Caribbean.
0: Yeah. So again, you've got a famous song. And this is something we should say, actually. Give us a
1: bit of the song, Lawrence.
0: Yo-ho, yo-ho, a pirate's life for me. Do
1: you hear me doing a really basic version and Lawrence doing lots of more doo-doos? Lawrence is doing doo-doos i doing doo all over this.
0: But yeah, we should say at this point that a lot of the older attractions, the ones that Walt designed and the ones that opened with Disneyland in the in the 50s and the 60s, They have songs attached to them. Um, So It's a Small World, Pirates of the Caribbean and so on. And uh, things like the Enchanted Tiki Room and the Country Bear Jamboree. Well, some of them are
1: actually built around songs, aren't they? Like Country Bear Jamboree and and the Tiki Room. Yeah. I mean, the the actual main focus of that, I would say, is... The the songs. Or or it's rather equal. The focus is the music and the animatronics at the same time. Well, the
0: Tiki Room and the Country Bear Jamboree... Uh, the the characters are actually presenting a review for you, aren't they? Mm. They're actually saying, "Welcome to our show. We're going to sing you some songs."
1: I suppose it's more music hall, isn't it? So
0: it is like musical. It's like you've it's like it's a show, and the fact that all of the performers are animatronics is almost uh, almost irrelevant. They're, these are some characters presenting you with a show.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's an exaggerated version, I suppose, isn't it? Because it's using animal characters. Uh, to present a sort of comic uh, version of, yeah. of the original music hall yeah yeah
0: yeah it's, yeah it's a, it's a, it's as much a parody as it as one of the cartoons would be isn't it yeah yeah but uh, so
1: Pirates of the Caribbean what does that fall into then that falls in that's obviously one of the older rides isn't it, it is
0: one of the older rides but it's it's where I sort of feel like the transition towards the uh, the newer ride format and the and the music of the newer ride format starts to become apparent because you have this you have a song in the classic sort of Walt Disney tradition of the Yoho Pirates Life for me very famous song, but in the queue as you go in and in the earlier stages of the attraction uh you have these very beautiful um uh, variations on that theme as well that are all done Who, on... Who's
1: the composer? Oh, I can't remember. It's Isn't the... it the same guy as the Jungle Book? It
0: is. It's the same composers as, as did the Jungle Book. I think
1: we need to slot in our normal Let's uh, do a Let's info. do a little
0: uh, in, interjection here. Uh, uh, George Bruns was the composer of the incidental music for the Jungle Book and Pirates of the Caribbean.
1: So, uh, despite the film's popularity, they've kept most of the old music, haven't they? Or uh, have they brought in some of the new yeah, music the, as
0: well? Yeah, essentially, the old music is the most prominent thing in the ride still. But there, there is some evidence of Hans Zimmer's score for the new Pirates of the Caribbean's films. Well,
1: as long as they keep... I don't think they'll ever
0: completely get rid of that. Okay, good. Apart from in Shanghai, of course, because that ride is completely new. Mm. so they've done away i think they probably will have done away with the original music well maybe it
1: wouldn't be appropriate if you got all this quite stunning cgi and everything to have the slightly sort of creaky
0: (laughs) the stuff that's of its time from the 60s
1: yeah i guess so yeah different aesthetic isn't it yeah yeah okay so next on the list we have my personal favorite splash mountain splash mountain another old one Well... You see, you like the old music then, do you?
0: Well, you say it's an old one, but actually that ride, although it features old music, it's a, a newer ride. It was designed and built in the 80s and 90s. Yeah. Um... But it it feels like a natural progression on from what Walt was uh, uh, doing. Yeah,
1: because we're it's it's very song heavy, isn't it? It's got three songs uh, through the course of the ride because it's a very long ride. Yeah. And what are those songs from? They're from uh, well, they're from Song, song of the, of the South.
0: South, which is a a film that you can't really get hold of very more anymore unless you really because really it's
1: racist. For...
0: It's slightly racist. So it's the story of Song of the South is you have Uncle Remus, who is a black plantation worker entertaining the wealthy white children of the plantation owner with stories of Brer Rabbit and his friends.
1: It's really weird that they decided to make a ride out of that in the 80s.
0: Well, yeah, it is quite a weird decision because it's not like you can it's not like it's even a classic film that everyone would kind of have uh, an affectionate, nostalgic memory of.
1: No, I've never seen it. No. you can't get hold of it. You can't, you? can't because really get hold of is, it. It is uncomfortable viewing. Disney apparently, Disney
0: have basically tried to almost wash their hands of it.
1: And yet, you have this ride, which is a great ride and doesn't have any racist undertones. No, it doesn't because <laughs> they have they've removed they've... the racism.
0: Well, they have because they've removed the framing device of having the uh, the old the old black plantation worker who's happy with his lot. Yeah, because that's yeah. the sort of feel of the film is it's kind of glorifying and romanticising. Slavery. Uh, the, yeah, the life of a plantation worker, hmm. um, in a, in a quite an uncomfortable way. But it, in with this ride, they've they've got rid of that. So and how have they managed to get rid stories. of
1: it? How are the, how have the songs kind of been uh, removed from? Well, I suppose the, the songs the themselves
0: the just sound like. Uh, sort of the country music so of the 1940s. Other? Give us a snatch. So you get, how do you do? Say it when you're meeting, how do you do? With everyone repeating, pretty good, sure as you're born.
1: What was that again? Pretty good. Pretty good. Show us your balls.
0: It really does sound.
1: Show us your balls. The first time
0: we went on it, we were convinced that we were listening to a load of animatronic animals saying "pretty good, show us your balls."
1: (laughs) It was great. We went around several times just to make sure it was "show us your balls," and And, it was. And it it definitely was.
0: You 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 go on that ride and tell us that it doesn't sound like they're telling you to show them (laughs) your balls.
1: I love how jaunty it is, the idea of going, how are you? Oh, I'm fine, show yeah, us your pretty balls. pretty good, show us your balls. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so that's the first song. That's then you, like then you get uh, the laughing place. Everyone's got a laughing place, a laughing place to go ho, ho. And then it gets really <laughs> dark <laughs> and you think you're going to be boiled alive and then you go over the top of the waterfall and the two vultures say, so you're looking for a
1: laughing place.
0: And then you get to the bottom. And then it's zippity doo which is a very famous Disney song, isn't yeah, it? Yeah,
1: of course. Maybe that's why. Maybe the entire ride was built around zippity doo
0: I think Zip so. zippity
1: I would zippity say that's probably
0: Disney's, like, second oh song. My, what a wonderful day. Second song after When You Wish Upon a Star. Would you agree?
1: Oh, I don't know. I wouldn't know uh, to rank them. I've... It's certainly got the extreme cheerfulness of Disney.
0: yeah i don't think there's probably uh, there's a very very small number of people that if you sing zippity doodah to they wouldn't know that song
1: yeah they wouldn't know its origins though no they
0: know no no one knows where it comes from but i reckon you're right i think this is a ride entirely built around that yeah uh but yeah i think it's it's great because they've kept those songs alive um removed conveniently the racist undertones of the film but it does feel like a natural progression on from the stuff that Walt was doing. Because Walt was all about the dark rides with lots of songs in, wasn't it? Peter Pan's Flight, uh, all of that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. And this is like the kind of modern thrill ride version. Of kind of what he was doing, isn't it?
1: Yeah, well, I suppose uh, that old-timey music is mm. uh, seen throughout all the parks, really, isn't it? Yeah, it is. So uh, even in the kind of um, the music that is hidden in the bushes and everything, if yeah, you know what yeah. I mean, as in the speakers are hidden in the bushes.
0: Yeah, yeah, all the way through the park, you they're a little discreetly hidden. Speakers that are in bushes on the tops of lampposts and stuff, which project, which sort of just beam in a constant chirpy underscore.
1: Yeah, which you'd think would be absolutely maddening, but yeah. they've, they've uh, balanced it very well. It's not like that. Somehow, it's the isn't most, maddening. I'd say the most maddening music is actually in the parades.
0: Yeah, yeah, because that has a very different feel, doesn't it? The parade music.
1: Yeah, that's more modern Disney. That's more sort of high school Disney, sort of. It's it's Disney
0: in the face, isn't it?
1: Yeah, magic in your face. There's a
0: song. There's. It's not there anymore. But it used to. The first time we went to Disneyland Paris, they had a song called "Magic Everywhere," which just goes "Magic Everywhere." Celebrate the magic, and it goes on forever, and it seems to just get higher and higher and higher.
1: Yeah, it's too much. It's too And so too we much. started singing magic in your face. Magic cause, in your face! Because there's something slightly aggressive about that amount of magic being beamed at you. Yeah,
0: <laughs> it's like you're being punched in the face with magic.
1: Yeah, yeah, with fairy dust, like, blown into your eyes like mace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and
0: I think perhaps one of the reasons why that sits a little uncomfortably for us is you've got this kind of real sugary modern pop music going on while the parade trundles down Main Street which is sort of so uh, quaint and nostalgic that it almost doesn't fit.
1: Yeah, and a lot of the characters are kind of sedately waving at you, aren't they? Like the queen in her carriage, in Mm. a way. Uh, so there's, yeah, for me it doesn't feel like it fits really We're not well.
0: really that big fans of the uh, parades in general, are yeah, we? Yeah,
1: con- controversial, but yeah, we just can't get on with the parades. The parades are, for us are a great moment to go and get on the rides because yeah. the queues drop away. So yeah. a little tip for you there if you're bored of parades. And yeah. I remember when I was uh, nine and I was in Disneyland with my family, my entire family were bored by parades. Yeah, yeah. So if we'd known that the queues had dropped away, ah. top tip. Yeah, we little... would have been straight on those rides.
0: Yeah, there's another Disney hack.
1: However, I have an idea for making the parades better.
0: Yeah, go on, hit me. Listen
1: up, Imagineers. I've got another great idea. So, sung parades. So you maximise the music. Yeah, yeah. So uh, so they're not quite just parades where people sit on floats or they march and they, you know, uh, shake hands with the kids and mm. stuff. They're... I want it more like when Belle uh, is walking down the street, uh, walking through her village in the opening of Beauty and uh, the Beast. Yeah, you know, because how good would that be? She's, uh, you could actually replicate that on Main Street. You could,
0: you? Re- you could start to replicate. Yeah, all of the big set pieces from the different Disney Sing films.
1: Sing her song for us, Lawrence.
0: Is it, so what, from from that, that one. Yeah, yeah. Little town full people. of little people. Very patronising, that
1: song.
0: Yeah, yeah. She, she just turns up.
1: Like the she sort of
0: pours scorn upon the baker for just, oh, here he is again, getting up in the morning, baking yeah. his bread.
1: Baking his bread again? Well, yeah. of course he is. He's a baker. It's his job. It's what are you, you do doing? do every day. I mean, she... imagine if you went into the baker and had done something new and would be like, I've done something new today. I I've done uh, seafood canapes yeah,
0: but i wanted some bread
1: yeah yeah i just need some bread man yeah
0: meanwhile she's just swanning around reading mills and boone novels
1: yeah yeah like, acting like she's the big reader because she's reading about some prince falling in love with a princess it sounds
0: like total trash the stuff she's reading
1: doesn't it? <laughs> it does yeah but anyway I'm sorry going <laughs> off the subject a bit and i do love bill and i love beauty and the beast however yeah. there are issues with pretty much all of the films, well, all the Disney films, <laughs> in vicious. some way. Yeah, but wouldn't a parade be great if uh, Bell? It started off with Belle walking down, and uh, then uh, on Main Street you had characters hanging out the windows. Out of the, windows. Yeah, yeah. Bonjour. Yeah, and you could do exactly the same with uh, the Aladdin Prince Ali section. Prince oh. Ali, fabulous, he's a it, it doesn't it
0: seem weird that there's never been a parade based on that exact sequence?
1: Yeah, yeah, and you could have little like stands the whole, within the audience bit where you know, so you get maybe uh, like a little platform and some uh, someone standing yeah. on the platform boom, and going. Boom, 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 Strong as ten regular men, yeah. definitely. Yeah, and
0: you could have thing. multiple people playing the genie. He up. the
1: girl. Hordes, a hundred bad guys with swords. Yeah, and if you had them dotted around while, uh, while Prince Ali was on his elephant coming yeah. down the the middle of Main Street,
0: big animatronic elephant.
1: How amazing would that be? And also live singing as well.
0: So this is how you would Preferably. improve the the parades. You oh, would what? basically make them like shows, portable shows.
1: Yeah, because there are plenty of sequences in the films where you you have a character on a you know peripatetic moving yeah. around. Uh, and things going on around them, the feast... like even Gaston's song as well. Yeah,
0: yeah, that would work
1: with all the swooning villagers and things. Yeah, yeah, that would work brilliantly. And the... actually, there's quite a few bits from Beauty and the Beast because yeah. there's also even Kill the Beast. You could have a really dramatic Kill the Beast a... parade that went all the way up to the castle. Yeah, and then you'd see on the. Um, uh, you know, the pointy bits of the castle. What's that called? Battlements. <laughs> the battlements. You'd see Turrets. Gaston and uh, the beast fighting. Fighting And then the they death. could chuck a dummy off the side of it, which Whoa. would be Gaston falling to his death.
0: Well, they do like to do uh, dark shows and parades occasionally, don't they? That would make sense.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, what, could, I mean, what other ones would You could do the well?
0: uh, the Feast of Fools from the Hunchback of Notre Dame. Uh, yeah,
1: I mean, that's really dark, isn't it? Yeah, very yeah. dark. Yeah? And, yeah, with uh, Clopin,
0: the, uh, the jester, going around. Yeah. Uh, so anything that's like a big street party or something, and the films are full of things. In the same way that occasionally you feel like they've made an action sequence just so that they can later turn it into a ride. Yeah. It feels like a lot of Disney films have inbuilt parades in them.
1: Yeah, and isn't there a bit in um, uh, Princess and the Frog where they're going through the bayou? And you could yeah. do that as well. Yeah. You yeah. know, you could have a, a the sort of canoe or gondola thing going down through the main street and everything. Yeah, you could do that.
0: Yeah. So you want performers actually doing their thing, singing songs. You want live music in the parades, essentially, don't you? Yeah,
1: I mean, I suppose the only trouble with that is you'd have a fixed position at the side of the parade Mm -hmm. and so you'd only get the bit as they went past you
0: <laughs> you wouldn't be
1: able to follow it the, I mean the ideal thing would be to follow the, the parade as it went down wouldn't yeah it? I suppose so however if it went very very slowly <laughs> <laughs> and it had a few stop points along the way
0: yeah true uh,
1: then that would you'd still get enough of it that actually you'd want to come back again and again to position yourself at different points on the parade to yeah. hear the rest of it wouldn't you yeah and you'd still see the overall thing especially with the you know Gaston and the beast fighting everyone oh, yeah, would yeah. see that
0: yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah. I
1: mean, how much of a better parade would that be than just a bunch of skin characters like, uh, doing waving, limp waves at waving people?
0: Waving slightly pathetically. Yeah. yeah. Although,
1: actually, it's not limp waving. They do incredibly enthusiastic waving. <laughs> no amount of enthusiastic waving is going to be as good as, uh, you know, sort of Broadway-style <laughs> yeah. singers. Yeah,
0: proper, proper music. Yeah, and, a, and yeah. a
1: bit of a narrative going yeah, on yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. So listen up, Imagine News.
0: That's an interesting, yeah, that's a really good idea. Interesting aside. Yeah. So the final thing on our our list of uh, um, music was Main Street itself, wasn't it?
1: Oh, yeah, of course, because that's your entry into the park and that's your your magic in the face moment.
0: I I think it's actually the most effective use of incidental music in the entire park is Main Street. Because, so you give
1: us a snatch of the music from Main Street. Well,
0: it's just all kind of little bits of old-timey... Um, go, go on, go uh, well, on. Recreate
1: get the, the atmosphere.
0: <laughs> <laughs> ah, that's it. That's a song called I Could Love a Million Girls. Yeah. Uh, and you get bits of... Uh, you get um, the song that's used in Wally e uh, from hey, uh, Hello Dolly. That goes... That's it. And Married Life from from Up. All of these sort of reminiscent of jazz from the 20s and 30s, kind of around the time when Walt was a young man.
1: Yeah, and it is that kind of idealised version of Small Americana. It is,
0: but I think the reason it's so particularly effective as the first thing you encounter as you come into the park... Is it's it's the kind of music that nobody really (laughs) listens to anymore, but everyone enjoys. It's it's sort of just a very kind of it's like a blanket bit of music to wash away any cynicism that you might have as you walk in. Well, you still
1: do get it. I mean, like uh, as we've just pointed out, in Up you get it. So it's almost like Disney has kind of claimed this section of uh, of the American history, the idealised American history for yeah. itself. Possibly. Although and it up... dribbles it in occasionally, doesn't it? Yeah.
0: They? Although up is like you've you've got a pair of old characters, haven't you? Oh yeah, true. Up is almost a period piece in that respect.
1: Yeah, yeah. So that
0: would have been the mu- the childhood music of the characters that you're watching in up, wouldn't it?
1: That's true. Although but then you look at something like Princess and the Frog and they've very specifically placed it into the So sort
0: of twenties, th- uh, thirties New Orleans. Yeah I, I mean guess, why yeah.
1: have they picked that?
0: Yeah. They must
1: have picked that Partly because of the music.
0: I, oh yeah, I'm sure.
1: Yeah, yeah. So it, it because it is very evocative of Disney, isn't it?
0: It's when Disney was at his most active, really, when he was just starting out in the 20s. So
1: uh, Walt Disney has kind of frozen this uh, moment in time, hasn't he? And he's made it into this uh, thing that c- it can just go on in perpetuity.
0: I I guess what perpetuity. what it was is because when he was designing Disneyland, he wanted Main Street to be perpetuity? like perpetuity. Uh, in uh, perpetuity, yeah, <laughs> Sorry. I think so.
1: I mispronounce things all the time. Sorry, go on.
0: I when he when Walt was designing Disneyland, he wanted as you come in to for guests to walk into basically the small towns of his youth as he nostalgically remembered them.
1: I wonder how how far into the future this is going to be though. That that is going to be preserved forever, isn't it?
0: Yeah, because we're getting to a point now where it's not living memory. These town, no one actually is still alive. Well, who it's very few people, or very few people. So in a, in in a very short period of time, there's going to be no one left who actually firsthand remembers what sort of the Edwardian towns of uh, sort of the early 20th century uh, American towns were like. So this is going to be a kind of snapshot, as you say that we now associate pretty much with the Disney parks and not a lot else.
1: Yeah, interesting. Yeah,
0: it? very interesting. He's mm. kind of time-capsuled a whole uh, aesthetic yeah, in Yeah, and one a huge thing. part
1: of that is the music. D- does that go for the hotels as well? Have they got that kind of music there?
0: Well, there's not very much music. In th- this is This is the thing that I would like to see, a little musical Listen addition.
1: up, Imagineers! Yeah.
0: How about this, right? Mm. The hotels that you have made, Imagineers, are beautiful. And they're all really strongly themed in the same way that the... the the sections of the park are strongly themed but b- because of the practical uh, necessities of it being a hotel where people sleep and people want to be asleep at different times there's not really there's not a huge amount of music you get a small amount of themed music in the lobby but not much else how about you have an optional system whereby you can either have some some headphones in the room or possibly an app you can download with, like, a Spotify playlist of music that is appropriate to where you are. Because imagine being in the Wilderness Lodge or something. This is a kind of... Uh, it's a sort of Davy Crockett-esque northern uh, sort of midwestern America. And having
1: Home on the Range on a loop. <laughs> yeah. But
0: imagine looking out over to the beautiful uh, sort of vistas of... Uh, forestry and rocks and, and and kind of waterfalls and stuff that they have put out the back of the uh, wilderness lodge mm. and having a, a soundtrack that you could plug yourself into wouldn't that make it yeah
1: really that'd be evocative? great and in the hallways as well yeah. I, I feel like uh, that would be nice yeah yeah because you're very... not trying to sleep in the hallways
0: no as long as the doors are heavy enough to block out the uh, the music from the hallways
1: yeah yeah that's a great idea. and
0: you could also do it uh you got the port orleans uh, hotels you could have some of the a similar kind of music as you hear in The Princess and the Frog. Uh, and I mean, I know they do bits of live music occasionally, but wouldn't it be good to have headphones and really immerse yourself using this app that I've invented that Disney should make, which is like a music app for the, all the hotels. Or
1: you just pipe it into the room and you have an opt out thing so you can just mute it whenever you want. Oh, right. And then you, so can you can just literally just push a button and it comes on. Yeah, yeah. yeah that'd the, be great. The
0: boardwalk would be good. The Boardwalk is, is a sort of uh, 1920s Atlantic City sort it of It is vibe. essentially
1: Main Street, isn't it's it? It's pretty
0: much an extension of Main Street, so it would be good to have some of that music from Main Street enhancing your stay at the Boardwalk
1: Inn. Yeah, for sure. So have we got anything else to tell the Imagineers? (laughs) Tell the
0: Imagineers. uh, Bring back uh, Steve Bramson's score for the old Paris Space Mountain at the risk of sounding like a broken record. Oh yeah, that's something that
1: you you want. uh, Go and have a look at it, uh, or listen to it rather, on YouTube because it is great.
0: Yeah, and there's a chap um, called Gregory Noacko who has recreated a VR version of that ride as it was. And you can go, if you go onto his website, which is noacko.net... and
1: n-o-a-c-c-o dot
0: net yeah you can put on a VR uh, headset and you can watch and experience the original Space Mountain in Paris as it was because it's a stunning uh, ride with a bit with some beautiful music in a kind of very much a sort of 80s John Williams uh, vein to accompany the the original theming of that ride which was a sort of steampunk Victorian expedition to the moon and all, everything that went with that so I would thoroughly recommend going onto Nowako.net and experiencing that ride with that music. And another thing he's done is he's recreated the original Star Tours, which now doesn't exist in any park.
1: It, it doesn't exist in any park? No. I thought they just extended it rather than... Well,
0: uh, no, well yes, but they, what they've done is they've added uh, all these sort of different experiences that you can have. So it's now a generative ride. You don't know what you're going to get when you get on Star Tours. But the original Star Tours story... With uh, the trip to um, uh, through the asteroids and the uh, the uh, the comets and then up into the Death Star battle, you know the original one as it opened in the '80s that was Uh, up in in the Paris Park until very recently. He's this guy Gregory Nowako has recreated that in glorious VR as well, so you can live that version forever if you want.
1: Cool. Okay, so uh, that's it for the music. Well, no, oh, just
0: one one other thing. Um, the only bit in, uh, in well, certainly in Disneyland Paris, and I think this is true in the in the Florida parks as well, the only moment where you don't get any music at all is on the top of certain rides. Okay. Like, Big Thunder Mountain is one. Uh, so are you a...
1: saying you want music on the top well, of Well, wouldn't rides? it be
0: interesting to kind of, it feels like you're suddenly lacking music having been immersed in it the whole time. Particularly obvious, I think, for this, is uh, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom in Paris. Which is a, a good little roller coaster. It's pretty pretty fast actually, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it's quite shaky as well. It's, as in it's a bone rattler, isn't it? Yeah,
0: and it's got a little very tight loop in it. Which I think this was that was the first looping roller coaster that Disney ever made, was that? Yeah. Um, but wouldn't that be great if they were to just add an on-ride soundtrack? Because then you could have John Williams's music going on that ride oh, with that you. that
1: would, yeah, that would certainly make it soaring. It, it would
0: lift it. it not really soaring. Would, that's not a soaring. Ride. soaring. Although that, has a, that has a very good soundtrack as well by Jerry Goldsmith.
1: Oh uh, yeah, yeah, it does. Which fails to elevate the ride, though, because the ride is so bad. <laughs> yeah, the ride is very boring,
0: in our, in our opinion. Yeah, although, although the music is great. Although, do you know the story of Jerry Goldsmith when he got off that ride for the first time? He cried. Because he cried at his own score accompanying these beautiful images of California.
1: Wow, is that patriotism writ really large? I
0: think it probably is. I think Blimey. he was so greatly moved by uh, the experience of <laughs> flying over genius. America <laughs> and his own genius. Although he wrote the music for the Universal Fanfare.
1: What was that? Oh. Oh. Boom,
0: boom, boom. Boom. boom! Oh well, he's a genius. He is a genius. He he is a genius. He's as as a very as as good, as as good as as film as well. composer, Jerry yeah, Goldsmith. Yeah, yeah. But wouldn't it be good to have uh, some John Williams music on the on the Indiana Jones ride? Yeah, it would be lift great. it up because it, you have the, the very good uh, Indiana Jones Dark Ride in um, uh, Disneyland in California, mm. uh, but you don't have any music for the for the good little roller coaster in Paris so take note imagineers there's yeah. another thing you can do
1: we've had so many amazing ideas Lawrence.
0: why aren't we imagineers <laughs> for god's sake
1: I mean I'm sure they've never it's never even occurred to them any of these ideas yeah and when they hear this their minds will be blown yeah
0: and they're not just gonna go yeah we thought about that it was yeah, a bit logistically, it's logistically, uh, logistically impossible. impossible you're an idiot why, why don't you go away
1: <laughs> people make- are happy with the parades people yeah. love the parades yeah it's the just you like, who don't like them
0: yeah why don't you just go and make your stupid podcast and <laughs> go away anyway, anyway not you guys but it is now time for us to go away
1: yeah I, I've bought some uh, Disney recipe books and I will uh, cook something from them oh yeah
0: they're, they're quite interesting though aren't they because yeah, yeah. they are of a time some of yeah. them Yeah.
1: so next time or uh, whatever order you listen to this in mm. <laughs> you should be able to find at some point uh, a, a food one as well so yeah, yeah that's yeah. what I'm going to do next I'm so we're going
0: to have a go at making some food
1: yeah Anyway, right, okay, so that's it for today. Uh, Thanks very much, guys. Yeah, thanks for listening. We really appreciate your support, and any tweets uh, are really, uh, you know, we're so happy to receive them.
0: Yeah, yeah, you can find us on Twitter at Adults Do Disney, also Facebook forward slash Adults Do Disney, and Instagram Adults Do Disney, and you can also email us at uh, AdultsDoDisney at gmail.com.
1: Especially if you're an Imagineer and you want to offer us a job. Yeah,
0: please, please, please. God's sake, we've got so many ideas.
1: This is like a really extended interview, yeah. essentially.
0: And I think we have just messed it up.
1: <laughs>
0: right, that's it for now.
1: Bye. Bye.